from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by CoachesEdge.coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. The dribbling tip that you're not teaching. Why do I say that? We teach this so much at our camps, even at the youth level, we teach the basics of it. And for our advanced camps, we get into a bunch of different fun reads with it. But the reason I say that is not that I'm in the gym with every high school coach and player development coach, but I see a lot of ball handling drills on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. And I see a lot of dribbles that are happening in front of the body in front of the body, pound dribble, V dribble, crossover dribble, you're attacking downhill, that basketball is in front. What you're not teaching, if that's the only thing that you're working on with your players, is to handle the ball outside and back hip. Outside hip dribbles, back hip dribbles are necessary, not just useful, necessary for anybody that really handles the basketball against pressure, that manipulates the defense. And I would have done this episode so much earlier. I just think it's so difficult to explain in audio form compared to actually showing you out on the court. But I'm going to try because I was cleaning out my office because my parents are coming and I have this cool space upstairs. You can see some of it if you're watching on YouTube. And the other side of this office is non-basketball stuff and it's a bedroom and a shower bathroom, all that different stuff. But I got to clean all my stuff up because when nobody's here, I just turn this whole giant room into my office. So I found one of my handouts from some of our camps talking about outside and back hip dribbles. And if you're doing some ball handling with your kids, I want you to make sure that you're adding outside and back hip dribbles in because that's going to really take some of your ball handling skills with your players up to another level. Now, what is it? First of all, the dribble location is outside and or behind the hip of the offensive player. It is a loose dribble, okay? Meaning the ball is generally higher and obviously wider than a a low tight dribble that's in front of your body. You're going to extend your arm on this dribble. In fact, there's a handout that we'll give to our players or send out an email, and it's me playing basketball in Europe. And, you know, I got the cool FIBA looking ball, the brown and white ball. Um, and my arm is nearly totally extended outside the body. And so it's, let's see, I'm dribbling the ball with my left hand. And the left hand, my arm is extended, nearly full length extension. And I'm about to jab with that left foot and probably get into what looks to be a, a crossover. But it's extended outside my body. In an outside or back hip dribble, These are common with more of the torso and the lateral movement, which gets into shifting the defense. It also gets into protecting the basketball. Talk about that. Outside and back hip dribbles are commonly used when the ball or the body changes its speed. We always talk about changing height, changing speed, changing direction with the basketball. Now, Let's think about a couple different ways that we can use this. I'll dig into some tips on why it's so effective. If you are pressuring me and I don't feel like I can face 
you up, I can do a couple different things. I can turn my shoulder to you, right? So it's you're playing defense. Say your chest is facing me. My left shoulder's into you, and my right shoulder is the one dribbling the ball. Now, if I dribble that ball, even though I've turned my body to protect the ball, if I dribble that ball in front of my body, you can still reach in and take that ball. So I need to move that basketball so it's bouncing outside my hip. So that's one situation where you would use an outside hip dribble is what you would call a protect dribble stance. Now, the benefits of this is I can still use that when I'm facing the defensive player. So if my hips are on the rim, you're protecting the rim, you're between me and the basket, I can use an outside hip dribble to stretch my dribble out. We'll talk about some of the possibilities that that has. But I can also face the basket and use a back hip dribble. Now, that simply means I'm turning my shoulder. That ball is bouncing at an angle where it's defender, body, and then basketball back. My body is between the defender and the ball, but I'm still facing forward. I want you to think the three best players that I've ever seen do this are John Stockton. I'm giving you a little bit of my age, Steve Nash, and Chris Paul. Now, Steph Curry also does this really, really well. Kyrie does this really, really well. Um, but I, if I had to say the top three with this specific dribble, I'd go John Stockton, Steve Nash, Chris Paul, and their ability to face downhill, but that basketball is actually back behind their body as they're playing the game. This allows you to see the floor. It allows you to quickly move that basketball, and you're in a position to pass, drive, shoot. It allows you to come off a ball screen, change direction, a ton of different things while still protecting the ball because it allows us to get in tighter to the defense. When I take that basketball and I put it, essentially I turn my shoulder, now I'm dribbling the basketball because I've taken away the ball from being in between the defender and myself, and I've now put my body in its place. Now it allows me to get in tighter to the defense. That many times is going to allow me to draw more fouls, get by my defender easier as I've closed the gap on them. It's going to increase driving angles. It can help me create some momentum. It allows individuals to play bigger than they are. If you, if you think of somebody who plays really tight with their dribble, the ball is kind of always right in front of their body, and then somebody who plays real loose and wide with their dribble, they're playing bigger than they actually are right? Because they're, they're using their wingspan with that ball. And if the defender is not in that line of the ball, then we can punch that dribble through and get downhill. And if we start to manipulate the ball and get the defense to shift. So if I perform a turn dribble or a mini in and out dribble, and I push the ball with my right hand to my right, and that defender starts to step, boom, I've shifted the defense. I can cross over. And it was an outside hip dribble that helped me do that. So it allows me to play against length and quickness better. It allows me to play against strength easier because I'm able to either get in tighter to the defense or use my body to protect. So if somebody's being physical, okay, they may be stronger than me, but my footwork and body positioning is still in a good position. So they're not going to you know, steal my cookies, right? More ball in hand time allows me to have the opportunity to make dribble reads makes the game easier for me. So, and this is all dribble locations, but when we dribble that ball, you're not waiting for the ball to come back up to you. You're dribbling through to the floor, dent in the floor, and we're trying to soak that dribble up. 
my hand goes down with the dribble and then it receives the ball low. And then I can bring the basketball up while it's in my hand to whatever height that I like. And because the basketball is in my hand already, that allows me to move the ball. That allows me to pass, drive, get into a shooting position right away. You see weak ball handlers when they try to do some of these wider dribbles, but they're waiting on the ball to get back into their hand and then they struggle and they really have a hard time. It's also effective because it makes the defense work harder. With a back hip dribble, when you're facing forward, right? The defense has to work harder to try to bother you. When you handle the ball using an outside hip dribble, the defense has to work harder. They have to cover more ground. Another reason it's effective, not many people think about this one. You're a better passer when you handle the ball outside your body. Why? Handful of reasons. If I handle the ball outside my body, it's very easy for me to get my hand behind the ball and then I immediately pass it. But if that ball's in front of my body, one, that's not in a location that I would pass from because I would hit a defender, right? They're there. Two, the pass becomes much slower because if I'm dribbling the ball in front of my body, I have to get that basketball, turn it, pick it up, get it to the side of my body, and then pass it around the defender. Well, if I already dribble the ball outside of my frame, boom, I just get that ball out. Also, when you take a pass or you take a shot, what needs to get behind the ball? Your elbow, your hand in your elbow. And so if I'm handling the basketball outside or behind my body, it's much easier for me to get that hand and elbow loaded so that, boom, I can fire that dribble, fire that pass, get into a shooting position quickly. So it helps us there. Because we're playing wider, that increases the angle to drive. Compared, to, I'm sorry, to pass. It does do it to drive as well. I already talked about that one. But it increases my angles to pass, whether it's a backdoor pass, whether that's a drive and kick, whether that's a post entry, all of those things are vital to me passing the basketball. This is also effective because it works off of deception. A lot of the times when you dribble in front of your ball, it's very pop, 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 pop. And you're working on maybe a stop and go speed change, but I think you're a little bit more predictable. Once you master changing speed and height with your dribble, we start to manipulate the basketball and have the ability to dribble the ball front hip, outside hip, back hip. It's much easier to deceive the defense. It's much easier to keep them guessing. We're playing bigger. If they don't cover some of that ground, we can punch the dribble through. If they do step to the ball, it's easy for us to change direction. We become a quicker passer with our right and our left hand because we're dribbling the basketball in those different locations. And then, as I mentioned before, it's easier for us to protect the ball. Kids that are only comfortable handling the ball in front of their body do not protect the basketball very well against pressure-type defense. You got to be able to move that ball around our body. We practice this at a really young age. We'll do some little ball handling games where we have the kids dribble front hip pound, outside hip pound, back hip pound, just getting comfortable. We'll do some fun stuff with the cones. And it, it is fun. I know some people don't like cones at all. It's good for spacing, especially at the elementary age. You know, go to an elementary gym class. A lot of teachers will have like spots and things like that. Um, so I don't use cones a whole lot for 
older junior high and high school players, but when you have 30 elementary kids in the gym, you can use those cones for spacing, but also can you dribble that ball over top of that cone? That means we're moving the ball in different locations. Right? And so that helps us a ton as well. So the next time you work on some ball handling skills with your players, I would challenge you to implement outside and back hip dribbles into their dribbling routine. And then we incorporate the game reads out of it, right? I can protect that ball behind my hip. I can jab with it. So it's a right-hand dribble. It's a right foot step. I'm coming off the ball screen. Actually, I just planted that foot, got in tight to the defense, and I rejected the screen with a crossover, and I changed direction. I can get in tight to the defense because it's defender body ball. I'm bumping my defender down with my left shoulder. I'm dribbling it outside my right foot. Defender body ball, that's an outside hip dribble. I'm thinking Chris Paul bringing the ball down on the, on the right sideline. He's got a middle ball screen coming, and he's handling that ball, right hand, left hand behind his hip, jabbing that defender off, and then boom, he's pushing it to the left off of a ball screen, but he's able to get in tight to the defense, maintain a defender body ball position because he's turned his shoulder and some of that ball is hitting behind his body. Again, we would have done this episode a while ago and I, I just found one of the handouts for it. And I was like, you know, this is just too hard to explain on audio. So if you have questions, uh, I can email you uh, the handout. If anybody's curious about the handout or you want to have a, phone call, email, conversation at all. I can, I can send you a few drills that we use um, demonstrating outside and back hip dribbles that are a lot of fun, whether that's stationary or more footwork, body positioning based as we get in some game reads that can be effective for you as well. So that's the episode. If you're curious about any more information that we have with outside and back hip dribbles, let me know. Sprinkle them in with your workouts. They'll make your players better, more effective in actual games. It's not a cool look. Like it's, it's your kids are going to do these and be like, I don't know. I can't dribble it as fast. It doesn't look as cool. Yeah. But you know what you can do? Win more games where you can handle the ball against pressure. That, my friend, that's fun. Okay. So if you're curious about that, any other things that we provide with coachesedge.coach, we have our first ever Coaches Edge Clinic, November 13th at USA schools, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. So if you're in that Michigan area, we're coming up there from South Carolina, hopping on the plane, we're getting up there, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. <clears throat> we got a skills clinic because uh, the season hasn't even started up in Michigan for, for a while. So we got a skills clinic with players the day before that. If you're curious about coachesedge.coach, hit me up. This is the best time to register because we're about to head into basketball season and I want to help you. I'm going to find out what are some of your pain points heading into the season and how can I help you? How can we at the coach's edge help you with some of those pain points to make the season better, easier, ultimately to help you and your program become more successful. And uh, by no means do I feel like the teacher of the coach's edge. I'm just the guy with the idea to start the, the membership and the program. We are learning from one another with the coach's edge. We had a meeting last night, players from a coaches, players with coaches from a handful of states around the US. We talked about transition defense. We talked about half court defense. We talked about our base defense, our secondary defense, 
do these you know go hand in hand are they a very different look how does that throw off the defense i mean it was awesome right and with coaches that are much more experienced and better coaches than i have than i am i learned so much from them and it's awesome to be able to put this together and after an hour meeting and you sit back you're like man i am a i am better than i was before because of these people that i got to to speak to it's a really cool experience with coaches edge not just with the resource site but those zoom calls that we have as well so if you're one of our listeners or one of our members you jumped into that meeting i appreciate you because like man that was a lot of fun talking hoop with you guys if you have any questions let me know coachesedge.coach to learn more thanks for listening get after it today